Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you have now entered Squared Circle 101, you got your man that Titalian Stallion, Mr. Sunny Hill up in here, now with me, the only kind of women that don't like my man here, one is a relative, and another one's a damn liar, my man Shooter. How you doing, brother? How you doing? Sending a lot of love. You know what? I feel I feel the energy today, man. It's a big weekend for me coming up, so I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Let's discuss the sweet science. Now let's get this started, man. Hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 on Instagram at Squared Circle 101 or troll us a little bit on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. I'm still dying for feedback. If you do anything at Squared Circle 101, it'll get back to me, baby. The champ is here. Now that I'm feeling good, great, even better, let's talk about wellness. Let's talk about IMRCF.com. They support the show. We support them. 14 days to try it out, man. What, what would you say telling me earlier about RCF? Is it, it's oh, man, they was talking about how uh, there was a personal trainer. Yeah, personal some trainer. other personal trainer was talking about how RCF, is, I mean, not RCF, but CrossFit is dangerous. He doesn't recommend it. The other day I said it, I was like, man, I've gotten dangerously sexy being there, man, it's doing CrossFit. So I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. TM here, low. So when you hear that, put it on a shirt. Make sure you throw a little Sunny Hill and shoot a logo on that one. You're welcome, sir. Hit them up at imrcf.com forward slash contact and find the location near you. If you're here on the west side in western Washington, try it out. 14 days, two weeks in a row if you're man enough or woman enough, if you could do it. I know my man shoot a hit, man. They, they are designing shirts after his body right now. That's how ripped my man is getting. It's almost to the point where I'm like, he's ripped. Man, yeah, yo, there's LL and then there's Shooter. <laughs> I'm right, I'm, right I'm there already. You're right there, you're right there. I'm there right already, there. man. Hey, man. LL's gonna, gonna, we, he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna come back out with a I was just hoping for an Andre Berto look, man, because Andre Berto's cut too. Hey, I can help you out with that one after the Guerrero fight. Anytime, buddy. Free oh, of charge. Right? Which Guerrero? The one who just got slept? Yeah. Dropped five times? Yeah, but he that, slept. The one? He beat He beat Andre Berto's butt. Yeah, he, sure, he sure did, man. <laughs> anyway, man, so I love it. I love your energy today, man. The champ is here. The champ is here, man. Just letting everybody know. You saw how we got the session started earlier. Let's keep it going, baby. What you got for me, man? Oh yeah, man. If you hey, if you the guys, all you guys, who, all you guys who followed us on Facebook, make sure you check it out, man. You got to hear a rare, sunny, ill freestyle on there, man. It's a long little chief, man. He actually, my man killed it, man. I got an I, idea I, of what to say. You know what I'm mean? saying? I don't write stuff down, so you oh, know, is that right? I had lines here, lines there. You know, I kind of form, just formulated. I, I, okay, I feel it. I feel it. Kind of like hitting on women. Sunny L M D. All right. Mm-hmm. Keys to victory. Success is never owned. It is rented, and rent is due every day. Ooh, I like that, baby. It's time to pay. Ooh, I like that. I told you, man. I like that. Success is never owned. It's rented, and the rent is due every day, man. Wow. So this is going. This is a grind, man. It's not a hey, once a week when we do it, man. We're constantly always trying to work and improve our show and what we do here, and that's going to be in every asset part of life. That's one thing that we try to bring to you, the keys of victory. So when I came across that, I loved it instantly. Man, and I, I was like, like I that, had dude. It. As we get our gear together, we might have to just do that different keys to victory shirts, baby, and just throw that right on there because that's a good that's we get a lot of good quotes we get a lot of good motivating stuff some of it's for fun some of it's off the top some of it just to let you know who we are and where we're at but that is a good one that i would put up in a top five for just winning if you want the keys to victory to win success is not owned it's rented and the rents do time to pay up baby there we I'm go man it. hey Huge fight weekend. Huge fight weekend. I will actually be departing from my uh, partner in crime this weekend, and I will be in Vegas. Devastated. It's devastated. I know, man. Just, yeah, it's just not, a few days. Not it's just a few days. Boxing, of course. Oh no, I'll be watching boxing. I already, I'm already placing a couple bets of what I think. Boxing I don't up. even, I don't even, I don't even like betting, but there's a couple things that I want to see. Boxes when you're down there. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that one, but you know, it's a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man! So, I may not so make it back. So it's boxing themed. I, I may not make it out alive, man. Honestly, we already got a whole agenda planned. Well, for if they it. have a boxing themed stripper, feel free to trip, chip in on that one because that's just funny for me, at least. Now, we talked about the keys to victory. We talked about wellness and RCF with that new little slogan we gave them. You're welcome again. Now let's talk about what we got coming up. We got a big fight weekend. But before we even get to that big fight weekend, we have some, you know, some current events and news like to talk about. One of them that stood out the most to me was the announcement of Jamel Chalo versus Erickson Lubin. Erickson the Hammer Lubin. I can never say it, just Erickson Lubin. It's the hammer. Like this now, kind of like Andre Berto, man. This dude is really, really ripped, man. Like he's uh 
He's good. Good young cat. Super welterweight. Yeah, young, 18 and 0 with 13 knockouts. This guy has power. Power. Now, Jamel Charlo, this one I believe is the one who's the better boxer. They both can punch. Yeah. But I'm surprised on this one. Now, I, I've been, you know, I've been an advocate to get these Charlos tested. Yeah. I'm not going to say I don't like them, but I'm just a hater on this one. Yeah. Um, but this is a good test for him because. For both. I saw the names, and my first instinct was Charlo right off the bat because I don't know if Erickson Lubin's been tested enough, but just like when we talked about Crusher, you earn a nickname, The Hammer, baby. It's not like you, you, you know, after your third fight, there's, hey, Erickson, it's time to choose a name. We got a book of names here like it's a tattoo, you know what I'm saying? Like you're getting a tattoo in Vegas or something. Yeah, now it was announced. Um, we're still waiting on the official word, or is it official yet? I, I don't think. Don't... I think they discussed September 30th looks like to be the date. I believe the fight is set in stone. I'm not 100% on that date. But we'll talk more about that as we get closer to it because I don't want to. Ooh, this is that. That's a good one to discuss right there. Yeah, no, because um, yeah, just like you said, off the spring experience and who's had bigger name fighters, you would give that slight edge to Jamal Charlo, but Erickson Hammer Lubin, this kid is this Jamel. It's Jamel. What I say? You said Jamal. That's my fault. That's the other Charlo. Yeah, no, sir. Jamel is great talent, but this I think on both parts, this is going to be the hardest test either one of these guys have ever faced. If they can make this a really great fight, um, there will be no losers, but whoever does win is going to put them on the next level, and they better get a next-level style fight. That's all I want to see. Yes, sir. Now, speaking of the next level in high tech, how do you feel about my man Lomachenko saying that he wants Rigando next after this Mariaga? See, when I, when I, when I originally heard this, uh, that he wants him after Mariaga, it just takes me back to the grade school and high school and stuff like that. When somebody calls you out, you don't act like you don't hear it. Yeah, you can't. You don't, you don't act like the voices is rumbling. Age. Not today's Not age. Today's There's, age. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whether it's Instagram, if somebody's going to get at you, you're going to hear it. You can't avoid that. And instead of saying, hey, duck it down, this ain't no, this ain't no, hey, man, I don't know. Well, hold on. The yeah. money's got to be Back in sense. the day, someone might have said something. You might have seen him across the room and kind of kept him at the corner of your eye. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing you if that was you and stuff, and nothing ever gets handled. But now we live in this world of information where it's constantly coming at you. Yeah. And he responded pretty quick. And it was good to see when Rigando tweeted out, he was like, uh, just got off the phone with Lomachenko, so they actually talked about it, and he told him that, don't worry, you're do you think, in my radar. Do you, do you think they actually talked about it, or do you think... Uh, I'm pretty sure Rick, they use Google Translate, because we okay. know that Rigando... I was just about to say, Meg, you know how you know, I know how you feel about boxers who don't like to speak English. It's one thing, I understand if, 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 um, if you're not comfortable doing it after a fight in a live interview like that, live on TV, because last thing you want to do is come off not educated or not smart, right? Or just not articulate even. Um, so, but just to kind of like refuse it, that's kind of, I mean, I, Google Translate is not at the level yet to where we just don't need to learn another language or at least learn enough to get by. Like, yeah. I, I told you about the time when I was a bartender for like three months at the Mexican restaurant, didn't speak Spanish, they just assumed I did. Racist, I know. But we worked there for three months with two dudes who did not speak English, a cook and a dishwasher. Business was fine for those three months, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I learned the basic needs. Uh, that I just to conversate with those guys, make sure they didn't spit in my food and my orders came up right. Yeah. That's basic, you know. It's a little. It's just, it's some courtesy. It's some courtesy. It's like if you make a friend from another country, the first thing you need to do is ask them all the bad and dirty words. It's, it's almost <laughs> the same thing, you know. I know a couple of Russian dirty words, man. Nice, nice. That's good. We'll save those. We'll save those. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know if you want it on the air, just in case we got any Russian listeners. Actually, we do got Russian We do got Russian fans. Yeah. So we'll save those because I don't know if, if uh, Explicit translates the same over there. Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. But speaking of a name from the past I didn't think I was going to see come up, uh, Nonito Denaire, the Filipino Flash. Now, it's never Filipino. Good... Filipino. The Filipino Flash. Now, he's a known, I don't want to say successful photographer, but it's a hobby. Um, he does do soap operas in the Philippines, multi-division world champion, but it's never a good sign for any fighter you kind of watched on the decline to hear that he signed with a new promotional company. You know what I'm saying? And he signed with Ringstar Sports. Uh, you know, who, you know who Richard Schaefer is? Of Richard Schaefer. He's the man behind the uh, the espionage committed against Golden Boy when. Golden Boy had all these fighters signed, and then Al Heyman kind of just took them all away. He was the CEO of Golden Boy at that time when uh, De La Hoya was going through his uh, transgender rehab thing or whatever he was doing. <laughs> uh, did that rehab for laundry, I guess, apparently. Um, but yeah, so he started his own stuff now. I think there was um, 
some kind of legality with it from the time that he was let go as CEO before he could do anything within the business, like a, a non-compete disclosure. So he's trying to get his, you know, his he's trying to get his stable together. Um, he's got fighters. He's invested in the WBSS, the World Boxing Super Series, um, which kicks off on September 9th with Alexander Usyk and Marco Huck. Now, Nonito Denaire, how do you feel about him? Just trying. We're assuming he's pursuing another world title shot, right? No, probably just a money grab. I don't see him. I think he's way past his prime to actually any uh, fight for anything viable. Um, Didn't look good in his last couple fights at all. At all. So I, I wonder what else is there out there bef besides the money grab. Like Got worked by Ringendo. Got knocked out by... Ringendo don't count. Got knocked out by Nicholas Walters, the axe man. Yeah. Possible... Who would have been a 10-man nominee. Yeah. Had, it, uh, had the, his final... Lost to Jesse Magdaleno. Yep, yep, that's right. He lost to Magdalena, which is a legit loss. It is. But I, I mean, the thing is, he doesn't have a bad enough record. He doesn't have a bad. He's thirty-seven and four, but he's thirty-four years old. So I mean, which he's been, is, he's been through it, man. He, he's been through it. He's had his he's had his high moments. He's not going to peak again at all. You could call it a title run, but I guess. <laughs> That's, and that that's super pretty and much that super bantam weight is where where he's fighting at, that's man. That's what one twenty one twenty one twenty two. Okay. Yeah, let me get so one twenty two. Let me see off the top of my head. We got, we got Rigado in there again. Well, he doesn't want no part of that because he got worked last time, and <laughs> he got so, worked. He got schooled bad on that one. Yeah, no. It, it was like that scene in Menace Society with that one. It's like Kane. When he whipped you up. And then he said, no, but see, but besides that, is can he get down to that weight anyway? Because if he can't get down to 122, he's in the featherweight division. Oh, now we, are, now, we, we already, now we talk about Leo Santa Cruz. We're talking about Carl Frampton, Escar, uh, Oscar Escardon, Escardon, Scott Quigg, uh, Lee Selby, Oscar Valdez, Abner Mars, all those, so on and so forth. So I do so. like the sound of those matchups, actually, because him and Abner Mars would probably be a good fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, probably lose to any of those names but those yeah. are still good style matchups but the thing is it's like besides the money like you gotta are know you, you're are going you, in as you're, like it's just a yeah really you really are man and then these young kids are hungry they want that's another name on their belt so the names is almost what makes your career so whether it's past or prime mm -hmm. it's still the name it's of it still alone a name on the belt it's like sleeping with a model you know what I'm saying? Like you no could, matter, hey, no matter how Eminem bad you did it. Eminem and Mariah Carey, according to the warning, he finished in like less than 30 seconds. But he still got he Mariah Carey. It still counts. It still counts. Still counts. It still counts. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. So sometimes I guess that is worth it since we do that kind of comparison. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't think anybody can really stand Mariah Carey right now. But yeah, I'll, I'll give her. Still I'll would. give her less than 60 seconds to show. Hey, so there's this one thing I forgot. What is so on? It's not etiquette. It's not Eddie King. It's on one of these uh, one of these boxing pages that we follow. One thing they do do, I don't want to steal it, but this one thing I do want to put out there that's hilarious that they do, is uh, they just put a fine fine boxing female or just a girl, and it is just, the caption is how many rounds, <laughs> just so like Mariah like Mariah Carey, how many rounds, mm. how many rounds. That's that's all. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know she got kicked off that Will Ferrell movie. She's like supposed to be in there, and then like uh, she showed up at like his uh, studio, his trailer, something like at midnight, complaining about being just being a diva. And he was like, "Well, you can go home." Will Ferrell got that kind of clout on a movie that he's starring in. He's like, "You can go in, you can go home," and now she's not even in the movie. There you go. There and you go. that's why we have glitter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nito Denaire might get turned to glitter if he gets hit hard enough as his age continues to rise. I like the Filipino Flash. I want to see him succeed. But I don't know if he's going to make another mark in boxing as a title challenger as he had before. Now, as staying on Richard Schaefer, a ring star, the World Boxing Super Series is getting closer to be underway with the first matchup, Alexander Usyk and former world champ um, Marco Huck. I do like these matchups, and I like how they're kind of starting with this fight, because this is going to be a good, entertaining fight. I just hope these fights are all aired in the U.S. They have to. They, they have, have to be. be. Have I mean, this this will be huge for boxing, yeah. especially when you have something like this tournament style going on, too. So I was wondering, you know, where you get to see them from. You get to see it from the beginning and how it starts and where they end up to become a champion. It's kind of like when you watch these these shows where, like, The Bachelor or something like that. I know you watch that crap, but either way, with the tournament style, it Only leads up parody. to... <laughs> 
<laughs> porn. Yeah. You see, it's only it's only great when you get to see him mature throughout the whole thing too. Yeah. So definitely watching this because this is uh what are these light heavyweights or these cruiser are cruiserweights? Cruiserweights cruiser cruiser and then yeah. super middleweights is the other ones. And this is something that I definitely want to be successful because if this is successful on a global scale, it will only encourage other fighters to participate in these kind of tournaments. I think that's how I think that's how it should be done for all vacant belts. Period. That's if you right. ain't earn it, I don't like just two guys. Hey, hey we're up for it. This is what got Andre, Bur um, Andre, Andre Ward. Ward, SOG, his first cemented spot as one of the top-tier fighters. Yeah. And, and into discussions for the top pound-for-pound. Pound. And all he did was just prove it after that. So, the success is there. All these big names came out of the other one, like Carl Frock and stuff. So, hopefully some of these names that are hard to pronounce even could become household names. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I like And Alexander Usyk, he's one of those guys who's still... He's on the rise uh, right now, He's too. on the rise, but he's also under the trending umbrella of Lomachenko, too. Mm -hmm. So, they're usually always on the same fight card. So, Alexander Usyk, uh, the other Alexander... Alexander... Um, what's his name? Which one? Uh, anyway, all of them who are trained by Lomachenko's yeah. dad and stuff like that. So you'll you'll definitely hear these names. It's the, part of that Eastern European invasion, man. Yeah. All these dudes with these crazy amateur records of like 400 wins and three losses. Dang. I took down 397 of my opponents. Granted, they were kids, but still. Yeah. Like when they were younger. Hey, they still man, my record's not even that good on a fight night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, I love that game. Now, let's talk about the hype, man. Let's talk about the hype in the sport. Let's talk about the buzz that everybody's clamoring about. Who's getting tired of it yet, man? Are you getting tired of me, Mac, yet? I just want it to happen. I don't think I'm tired. I think I'm tired of talking about it because the thing is it's going to be so dragged out. It's going to be so dragged out that we have to go through these motions or whatever. But at the same time, is I kind of want to get to it. I do, too, because I, I'm... I can't, everybody I can't give is up the really, internet. Yeah. I, yeah, everybody's really vying for... I saw something. I saw something on a page the other day, and it had me. I you ever see something so stupid? I don't get it. Yeah. One. So since Mayweather fights in the square circle, he fights in a ring which has four corners, right? It's yep. just a square. They said Conor McGregor is going to have the advantage because he's coming in from an octagon, so there's more angles to come at him from because it's eight sides instead of four sides. Well, Conor McGregor. Uh, to I guess. I don't really agree too much with what they say, but I can see their argument on there just because the less space, and he is a come-forward kind of style fighter to where he can't cut off the ring, but it's different when you're in there with Mayweather, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he better be training like Rocky chasing a chicken because that's going to be your best bet, you know what I'm saying, as far as to keep your footwork up. Now, <laughs> you heard Dana White had to buy his own fight tickets, I guess. How like, does that How does that? How happen? do you negotiate a fight that's going to be the biggest event of our lifetime the first ever $100 pay-per-view. Nah, the Mayweather Maypack was first $100. The first one that was $100? I thought it was 89 yeah. Okay. No, nope, well, that was 100 way, The second $100 pay-per-view, and definitely last of our lifetime, because I would have never expected this one to even take place. But how do you negotiate and get this fight done and don't secure your own fight tickets? Like, talk about... I, I wonder yeah, I'm not saying your, I'm not saying it. your information is wrong. That has to be fake. That has to be fake news, it's man. It's got to be, you right? Can, if you can't get... An own, your own tickets to a fight that you're co-promoting that you have the biggest hand in because like honestly it was ultimately his say so whether conor mcgregor can make this fight happen correct yeah yeah so if dana white couldn't get his own tickets that's that. you're a terrible human being person like and i applaud mayweather for that for making him buy his own ticket because he's because i can see it if you make him buy his own ticket you're really trying to capitalize at the highest level and making sure this makes the most money of all time so yeah, it's crazy. And uh, his actual quote was saying that I couldn't get tickets until the day before the fight night. And mo uh, oh yeah, he said um, the reason why he has to purchase his tickets is because of the problems that plagued the city during the the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. He, and the quote is, I couldn't get the tickets till the day before the fight. Most of the tickets they weren't selling, and all the stuff. So the room rates started to tank in Vegas. The people started canceling the trip. They were. They weren't going to come because they couldn't get their tickets and it was a complete disaster. And everybody, that's how the fight kind of ended up because of uh, too much hype around Pacquiao and what he was going to do. And Pacquiao left the jab at home that night because he just looked horrible. Yeah. He looked horrible. But I wonder, when I hear stories like this, articles, all I can do is picture like the negotiating table. You got the setting. You know, you got Leonard Ellerby, the infamous Al Heyman and Floyd Mayweather there. And, you know, you're negotiating numbers and stuff. And they kind of talked about this and that, who's promoting what, uh, who's going to be on the undercard. 
and they just kind of slide, slide, it, slide the paper over with the pen, just like stickering, like, <laughs> laughing, like, he's inside, he's inside, he's inside it. And then he's like, oh, fine print, brother. Ooh, you don't get no tickets. You're going to have to buy yours like everybody else. Now, do you think this probably, do you think this probably comes from, since Dana White's being the head honcho um, in the control of all the UFC, that he's the say-all, end-all with everything that anybody else signs and where it's Mayweather and Leonard Ellaby and Al Heyman, they were like, hey, yo, man, we've been in this game for years, man. Like, like, what, how, like how long has uh, Dana White been in charge of UFC? Was it? So Dana White has been in charge of UFC since since you've heard of UFC probably because it used to be Ultimate Fighting Championship with by the Gracies and he's the one who actually made this name worldwide known. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, even he was um, he was in the boxing game working for fight promoters and stuff like that. So he's been around the bush. He's no this so is not ten, let's new say ten years, ten yeah. years. So, so we'll say it's ten years. Mayweather's been in this game since since birth. Since birth, but then even the his dad. His, his dad, uncle, his two these are all, both, they're all, they, you know, fighters. his whole family, they came in, so they, they know the game. And especially with those older class of fighters, it's like how we talked with uh, Johnny Bumpus mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, they all kind of paved the way for Mayweather to make the kind of money he has, too, because you've seen, you got to learn from the past. And, and or you're doing repeated, so you've heard the size about these. Of the money they've made. Yeah. Like, so, a lot of that is true, of course. And then so, like, when you have somebody with the past, uh, you know, people being screwed over or whatever, you kind of learn from that, hey, son, this is how you build, this is how you do it, and this is how I would have done it if I could do it all over again. So, you know, the negotiating tactics is the reason Look, man, why Mayweather is getting 80% of all personal. If I got a phone call today and they're like, yo, we, we want you to open up for Karis one. I, I won't say anybody really current because that's not going to happen. But like, yo, yo, Sonny, man, we need you to open up for Karis one. The first thing I would say is like, can I get some tickets for the homies? That's the first thing I would say. Yeah. Because it's an honor to be there. So I know you're probably not going to pay me. But can I get some tickets for the homies? Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. That's so, all I want. So, I don't need much. You know, just for the much. witnesses. You know what I'm saying? So, so I can say, so I can prove it was true. How do you not secure that part of it? Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, you, well, everybody know why I guess it's probably because the, the money team is so deep. There's just no more tickets left in the be. comps. You know, because I wonder if the MGM sets that also. Because this is a fight of this magnitude. Like, if when you look onto any boxer ring or even, you know, UFC, depending on how level, how high the level fight it is, them first seats that you would see in the first five, ten rows, if you're not a part of the event or a celebrity, you're not going to really sit there unless you get a comp from, like, the casino or you just know the right people. That's just how it is. Now, you might be able to sneak up there in the early prelims or you might be able to sneak up there after the main event because sometimes they'll still have fights going. Yeah. But that's the closest you're going to get if you're not at that celebrity status. And these, man, how much you think those front row tickets are going? Man, easy hundred grand. Easy hundred grand. Have to be. Man, I want, if I was at the ticket line I saw a dude purchase that, I would rob him for the tickets. I would just take them and tear them. And take a tear and give them back. Here, here you go. Man, you, you can get rid of that. You can get rid of those tickets real easy on easy. eBay. It don't even matter. Fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty bucks. Actual blood from the arena too. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Now, <laughs> this is an event that I want to hurry up and happen because there's a lot of good writing out there when it comes to articles. There's a lot of good press behind it, and these guys are two just performers. You know, it's kind of like they, like they say, being a teacher is a performance art. These are one of these few guys that as, if they promoting the fight is a performance art and watching them fight is a performance art in their both respected fields. Now, one thing that did stand out to me with an interview with McGregor was, and, and he snickered, and I never thought about this until he brought it up, was when Mayweather wants to clinch, how's it going to be clinching with an MMA guy versus a boxer? Because MMA's guys will clinch different and when you got the boxing gloves on there's only so much in different ways that you can clinch and rough them up yeah now for a lot of people who don't know mayweather could have been a muay thai fighter because he's got them slick elbows he's got that short inside yeah. hook and he'll catch you coming in yeah he'll catch you coming in and and probably cut you from it but when he catches you with them them elbows you're automatically hesitating and he's saying you know hey you clinch me i'm gonna rough you up he's the, he's the bigger guy and Reading that comment from McGregor and not from uh, a fanboy changes the inside a little bit. It changes to me. It raises his odds on winning. Um, still gonna lose, but I never, I didn't even consider that part. You know, I never considered that part. Because I don't wrestle men. 
Yeah, because you don't wrestle men for one. But at the same time, is when you're talking about the sweet science and Mayweather. The sweet you're not, science. You're not talking about somebody who's gonna clinching is what you do when you're resting, or if you're getting overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Mayweather's ever had a problem with as far as getting tired. Or I think you know, he, with he my, clinches, with I think, just Donna. to get you off your rhythm. Yeah, and, and he'll he do that to uh, Pacquiao when Pacquiao started to try to overwhelm him. He's like, all right, I'll do that to tie keep him you, up a little bit. Yep. Tie him up. But Canelo, there was no clinching. No, Marquez, there was no was clinching. Schooling. Andre Bertel, there was no clinching. Uh, Miguel Cotto, little clinching, not as much though. But like Maidana, there was some clinching. But uh, he had to clinch with Cotto because I don't care what nobody said. That was a closer fight than they made it. It is a closer. It was a closer yeah, fight. Cotto did really good. It was there. Mayweather's composure won that. Yeah. Just to how totally. his his ring generalship won that body language. But you you didn't think about that the clinching as far as because I honestly don't think Mayweather's going to need it, man. I think he's going to stand toe to toe in the middle of the ring just like he did with Canelo Alvarez circle. and circle him. He's not going to need much space and he's just going to take away he's just going to make McGregor pay for all of the mistakes of which will be a lot. Yeah, McGregor listen to me. I know, I know you're out there. I know you're listening. You got to switch up your stances. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to work. Nobody's tried it. And you gotta keep that jab. We'll see how we'll see how good we'll see how good Polly Malinaji's sparring is. Hey, I I do like that he got Polly in there. Um, you put up a great article on Facebook there, talk about showed all the names and different um, spar partners sparred, they had. Yeah. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it's something good and entertaining to look at. Because yeah, if you guys go go onto our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Square Circle One Hundred One, I put up this article a couple of days ago, and it had a list of all a lot of notable fighters. Like it's pretty, it's pretty hefty. I'm not gonna lie to you, I didn't get through all of it, but it's just funny to see everything that's behind the scenes and the work that's put in, who's training and who's sparring against who to get ready for what fight. So if you guys are really fan boys, if you listen to the show, you're obviously fans. But yeah. if you really want to dig into the depths and then the knowledge and the the science behind it, you have to check out this article. Um, on our page, it's it's beautiful to look at because it's just like it's like you picked him to get ready for him. Like it's hey, kind of crazy. Bradley used Lucas Matisse to get ready for Juan Manuel Marquez. I believe he did it. He just wanted to see what Matisse got personally. That's what I think Timothy Bradley did because I'm not sure how that would really help him for Juan Manuel Marquez, but. It's a perfect example of this one. Now, strategically, Pauli Malignaggi is a very, very slick fighter. So his boxing insight is an advantage to anybody in the ring because when you got seven knockouts out of your 40-some fights, yeah, you you made it that far off of skill. Just pure skill. I, I can see Pauli Malignaggi is helping Conor McGregor more as a, an advisor more than a sparring partner mm-hmm. unless they're in there and just working on stuff. Because if they're going in there just to spar and then... That's not the that's not the person that's not the person that you want to go in there spar against. Now, polymonology when he talks, this guy's a genius. He actually knows what he's talking. He really knows what he's talking about when it comes to any one of those. I think one of the so. reasons why they chose him is because when he gets in there and starts sparring with McGregor, he'll be able to see it from that perspective to give him yeah. better tips and better insight on it. Um, he's not a money team fighter. He works, you know, he's an Al Heyman fighter, so he has no personal gain in there whether. Mayweather wins or loses because his job is set as far as a commentator, you know? Yeah. And I like Polly a lot, too. This is how you know Polly is a good guy because this sparring video of those two should be all over the web right now, right? And this is how it kind of ends with the Italians. They either say nothing or they're singing like a canary. There's no in-between. They don't let little bits slip out here and there. Like a damn snitch. You know what I'm saying? They say nothing mm-hmm. or... or you know, it's, uh, you know, relocation. He's a good guy. He's a good fella. He's a, he's a, good, a made he's a, guy. You're either relocated to swimming with the fishies or to a nice suburban area in a town that we don't want to really visit. I want this fight to hurry up and happen because I want to see the, the worst case scenario possibly happen, which I think would still be kind of good for boxing. And I'm not necessarily a Mayweather fan, but at the same time, for the sport, I'm not sure I want his legacy to end that way. You know what I'm saying? Because they've already read one article saying how, is 49 and 0 cursed? Is this a cursed thing? There's already guys who's retired at like 55 and 0 in lower weight divisions. So let's slow down on this one, okay? Just, I think uh, Rocky Marshall was the only American to have the 49 and 0. So, you know, because uh, the last one that, had, that got up to this was Larry Holmes, and then he lost to Michael Spinks. So we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what really happens in here. The YouTube videos are over. No more press tour, no more episodes of Wildin' Out. Now it's just preparing, get ready for business. Are you going to watch the 24-7s? Of Canelo, yeah. 
No, I'm in for this one. We'll talk about Triple G and Canelo too. Yeah, have to. It's an entertaining spectacle. That's yeah. that's what 24/7 is built and made for. I'm actually disappointed that 24/7 stopped doing the four yeah. weeks and they only this do the two weeks. I forgot this is the all access. Oh, program. all bad, oh yeah yeah all access. I I'm mad that just like 24/7 is two weeks mm-hmm. instead of the four weeks because it gives me more into the training because most training camps are about six weeks yeah. anyway. So it gave me more insight and then it shows everything that dude do building up into the crunch time. So I, I, I love seeing more. what these guys go through sometimes because you get a little bit of more respect for him. I remember watching Kelly Patrick train. One of his training sessions, they were just just took that big old like uh, you know uh, hammer that like what sledgehammer. Yeah, sledgehammer like Shaq had in that one movie with that the tire. Pulled. Yeah, steel. And just hitting the tire with it. That's just yeah. some old school stuff. I'm not even 100% sure what that does for boxing. Mayweather went back to that for the Pacquiao fight. But if that doesn't make you feel manly, what does? You know what I'm saying? Just hammering yeah. a, a, a big tire. When it comes down when it comes drive. down, when it comes down to it, ain't nothing more manlier than punching somebody in their face That's and right. getting punched in your face. Literally so. and metaphor. We in the hurt business, baby. That's right. We in the hurt business, and sometimes business hurts so good. What are you going to do? Now. Victor Ortiz is returning this this stacked fight weekend, coming back on Sunday against a Corral Saul or Sinal Corral. Not even 100% on who he's fighting. Um, I was still a little shocked when I saw he was fighting because I wasn't sure if this was like a role in a movie or if he's actually fighting. That's where most of his performance has been coming from, roles in a movie. You know, he's in there southpaw. Uh, he was recently in a movie I saw with Bruce Willis, uh, uh, something in Venice. It was actually an okay movie, and he was like the Mexican thug in the in the, in the little essays. Home, of course, of course he was. Of course so he was. So, so That's it was funny because these, it, you know, he came up. Victor Ortiz. This is. He was the I, next golden boy. Bro. He was the next golden boy, but I the fall from grace after the Mayweather fight was just terrible. And usually, most people don't fall off that bad after the May after they fight Mayweather. They fall, but never as bad as that. Yeah, but this he is had a mental this, breakdown in the ring, bro. Fifteen month layoff, man. I can't believe it's been that long since he got knocked out by Andre Berto and they were throwing trash at him. Yeah, you yeah. remember that? Because it was crazy, outdoors. Man. It was like that was a good, exciting three, four rounds, and that's. Isn't that what you would want from guys that had a fight of the year? Yeah. Right? And Exactly. And, well, I guess he was and fighting was, in California, you know. They, is, they were going for they thought it, they, they thought he was the next 10 man. Yeah, that's right. They thought he right. was the next 10 man. He did not have any heart or, you know, he anything like that. Just, I, I don't think he wanted to get up. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, man. That was, he kind of jumped right into it. No tune-ups or anything. So this is a good tune-up fight if he does have any ambition to pursue boxing anymore? He says he has a lot of fight back left. He says he has a lot of fight in him. Man, I mean, that's what homeless people say, panhandling. They got a lot of fight because they need some money to get drunk and high. You know, that's that's their motivation. So Man. what's his motivation, all right? You know, because the role I seen him in that Bruce Willis movie, I could have got that role. I wasn't impressed. I could have got that role. Thug number five? Thug number five, baby. Next, name my next album. Now, the Frampton, Carl Frampton the Jackal. Is coming back off of his first loss. I, I still think he's a little sour about not getting the trilogy with uh, Leo Santa Cruz off of a gentleman's agreement. I, w- I would be too. I would be a little heated too, but he's fighting Andre Gutierrez. 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 And this is a good move for him though, just to stay, just to stay active, right? Let's look up who who's Andre Gutierrez. So this is another featherweight, 24 years old, coming in at 35 and one, only loss, one only one loss, 25 knockouts. Yeah. His loss was uh, against a Christian Mujeres. Oh yeah, Christian. Yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, and that was last year. That was okay. in, actually literally a year ago. It's June, June a year ago. So that's yeah. and then his last. We won't talk about it too much. Christian Mujeres is actually fighting this weekend too, but that's a legit loss. And uh, this that's this yeah. sounds like he, so far good. They got, it was a majority decision we lost to, and the guy was uh, fifty three and eight going into that fight, man. So you got somebody with a lot of ring experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a majority decision, so it could have went either way. I'm glad to see Frampton get back in the ring because I, I like the jackal a lot. He has to stay busy. He has to stay busy. And it's okay to be a little sour off the gentleman's agreement because... We you, talked We talked about it too. I went, I had Leo Santa Cruz pick both fights. Uh, got the second half of it. And just like you said, you went from... They went to Belfast, and after that, I forgot where they fought after no, that. No, they, they fought the first fight in Vegas and the second fight in Vegas. And then you don't want to take the third fight in Belfast. Like, on, it, I mean, you got your word is your word, man. Yeah. I mean, I granted, I know it's a lot to take out of you to fight Carl Frampton for the third straight time. Yeah. But you're not the only fighter that's ever fought somebody three straight times, man. I mean, like, because you know you have you know you have unfinished business. And a, and a third fight with them, who knows what the outcome was? Because no one expected 
the first fight to go the way that it did. And then that Leo Santa Cruz that should have showed up the first time showed, showed up, up the second, second time. time. And Frampton wasn't expecting that. So I'm not even sure how either the first one thing, of them the was first thing, whether you're Whether you're boxing, whether you're playing video games, whether you're doing any sport activity, when, when you guys are split 1-1 one, one, or 2-2 two, two, or whatever it is, zero, zero. we can't, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Mm-hmm. We can't leave until we settle this. Who's the best? I, nobody leaves on a tie. Now, if I was Carl Frampton, I would, I would be quiet. Be a gentleman for right now, but then as soon as that Santa Cruz Abnermaris fight is done, start grab if you got an assistant, wolfing. start woofing all over Twitter. Make him block you on Twitter and just start talking smack one Now easier said than done. You gotta knock out Gutierrez. To make it easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But hey, look what I'm doing over here. Cause that's gonna make it look like, hey, if I'm called Frampton, I gotta knock this guy out. You don't want to see me. You don't want to see me the third time. The second time was a fluke. Then I'm wolfing. I'm t- I'm still gonna take Leo Santa Cruz probably just because I think I've always I've always taken the boxer. But at the same time, you get respected. Respect your what your your word said. Now I agree with that, but I really think it's gonna be very difficult for him to get him to Belfast. So what would be a good middle ground for you? Just maybe like a there is no middle ground. This was this was your word. You said you was gonna come out here. Look, Barclay listen, Center, look, maybe look, New look, York. Look, no. Look, football is the only thing. Football is the only sport and event where your location actually matters. Mm-hmm. If you're based out of Arizona, but you got to play in wintertime in uh, Boston or you know in New England or something yeah, like where that, you never those, see that kind yeah, of snow. where you never see that. That that's what it makes. But at the same time, is you're still gonna agree to what size ring that you guys are gonna fight in. Now, granted, the judging may be a little bit different because it is boxing, but if you're doing your job and make it undeniable that you won the fight, it shouldn't matter where you're fighting at. And for anybody who's laced up, they already know, too, when the sound of that bell goes, you, you zone out. Yep. Everything around you kind of shuts off. Yep. You'll hear your coach's voice every now and then with something, you know, when something relevant comes up, like, keep your hands up because you got popped or start using the jab. That's not what we trained. A little memory joggers might catch your ear. But that's going to be really about it. The crowd should never be into it. The judges, you should never worry about the judges if you get your job done. But And that's the reality of it. And it's easier said than done from, you know, outside the ring saying it. But like I said, if every if every fighter listened to me while I'm watching these fights, they'd, they'd all be undefeated. be undefeated. Every single one of them would be undefeated. Because I know what's going up. And I know the sweet science. Don't forget to download that Squared Circle app. It's available in Google Play and iTunes, and we're back up, baby, on iTunes and Google Play. A little bit of technical difficulties, and as soon as we got back up, Play skyrocketed, and that's what I love to see. So make sure you tell your friends and family on it. The app is up and running and updated. We got the KTFO section. It's not up, It's not updated. I'm still working on it. We just switched over to a different uh, server, so I got some things I got to work out, but everything that you really need is still up and running, man. So we got that. So whether it's the updated shows, whether it's the updated uh, coming matches, uh, we still have all that. In there. And if anybody got some KTFOs they want to see in there, send them to us. Send them to us on Facebook or at Gmail at Squared Circle 101 because we love it, man. We're trying to get trolled over here. You know, I'm, I'm tired of getting follows from the same photo of, of Booty with different names. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I start to see those come up a lot. And I'm pretty convinced that it's not the same chick trying to get at me. As much as I want it to be. That's not happening. Now let's talk about Daquan Arnett versus Jorge Silva. This is going to be the first fight on the Saddam Ali fight card. Now here's a little known fact. Kind of funny. Um, Daquan um, is actually tied for penis. You know, it's it's tied for balls and cat and rooster. Um, penis, uh, you know, uh, junk. Package. I'm trying to think here, what other ones we got? Schlong is another good one. Uh, you know, these are the popular names you can think of, so we can call him Schlong Arnett, maybe. Um, no, no, he should probably never become a fighter in Thailand because they would just probably laugh at him every time they count his name, and at the same time be a ladies' man. But Daquan Arnett, this is an up-and-coming fighter, I believe. Can we get his record? Up? What, what we got here? He's fifteen and one. Fifteen. He's fifteen and one with nine KOs. Okay. Who's his one loss to? Is Eddie Gomez. Okay. Eddie Gomez, uh, which was 2014, so he hasn't lost in three years. So. Any names on there that uh, that we might recognize and know? Angel Hernandez. Okay. Uh, who's 16 and 15, so a guy's been around the block. That's about. Fights, dang. 
No, he's 16 and 15. I'm talking about the Angel Hernandez, 75. Right. Now, uh, Jorge Silva is a name that I've, I've, well, grown up in Las Vegas, I've seen that name exactly probably a lot, but it's also a name that I've seen on different ring cards, different fights. So let's look at Jorge Silva. I'm going to guess this, this is a tested veteran, right? How many fights he has? Uh, complete all fights, 37. 37. How many of those are losses? 13. Okay. 22 and 13. So when you got an up-and-comer like Daquan Arnett, you, you, you want to make sure they get rounds. Because after 15, 16 fights, if you're not Lomachenko, you got to make sure you can go 10, 12 fights. Now, on these 22, 10, and now Jorge Silva, these, we've covered him a lot, actually. Um, these 22 wins, 18 of them by knockouts. So he's, and in his 13 losses, eight of them he got knocked out. So he's one of those Ooh, guys, he'll shield. die on his shield, man. Die so on his shield. Dangerous. Gotta respect that. Gotta dangerous. respect so that. It looks like most of, his, most of his losses have been. You know, knockouts, but he had a few unanimous decisions in there. Uh, just got KO'd by Saddam Ali. That okay. was the last time he fought earlier this year. That's okay. I remember um, watching that one. Now, well, here's my advice for Schlong Arnett. This is an opportunity. We only like to discuss relevant boxers. Um, so this could be the first or last time we discuss you, and we will see how this works out for you. Um, it doesn't take too much to impress me. All you got to be as flashy and maybe knock somebody out or grind really hard in bed. Now, Saddam Ali, speaking of him and his KO, this was a this was a guy who was a top prospect who was supposed to be the next uh, you know next big thing, and then he gets knocked out by Jesse Vargas, which gets him a Manny Pacquiao fight. So he's back on this title pursuit against is this a soft J? Is it Johan? Johan? I'll say Johan. Johan Perez for the vacant WBA NABA US welterweight title. So that's what they're, that's what they're fighting for, so uh, Johan. So Johan I guess that one's like a, a domestic title, just good for Mexico and U.S. I would say so. Johan's coming in at twenty-two and three, and then we got Saddam Ali, which we've covered a lot. Johan with fifteen knockouts. Now he was a top amateur prospect, Olympian. Um, <laughs> when you have that, like, you know, that uh, a title like that for the, the what is WBC NABF? That's good yeah, for NABA. Do you think they could use that as like a passport for Canada, Mexico? Like just kind of walk with the belt on their shoulder, but yep, yeah, right here, I'm good. I'm a champ. Both places covered. Nah, because the cartels far reaches too far. Uh, yeah. they, they might try to put coke uh, right. in the belt, man. No, you no, never know. Next thing you know, belts be all over the streets everywhere. <laughs> Starting off in South Texas, the next East LA. We got champs everywhere. What are we gonna do? How do we stop them? Saddam Ali, we want to see what you got and what you're really made of. Because your first test in time was against Jesse Vargas, who's always a who's always a game fighter, who worked and schooled you pretty bad. So let's see what you got on this comeback trail when we should never say a comeback trail for a guy with 20 fights, right? 24 wins, uh, one loss. Yeah. Okay, you're still on the trail. Haven't fell off it yet. People need to stop with this, you know, one or two losses. Oh, People, done, we, cut, we just before the uh, the fight, or well, just before we started recording, we were talking about George Foreman, how he took that 10-year layoff, uh, the two years after Ali and stuff like It just seems that when people get that loss they really go into depressive slump yeah. i mean that just goes for to people telling me you're beautiful you exactly. look good you're great and i understand <laughs> i understand on, on. <laughs> and i understand the losses hurt because me personally i like i hate losing more than i like winning winning is cool but loot losses i do take to heart yeah. but that's one of those all right i gotta show you and i gotta prove to myself that i'm not a loser man it's one of those things yeah, and you can't dwell on it especially because when you dwell on it you disappear for 10 years you gotta you gotta focus on getting the win. That's used as full fuel. That has to be fuel. So has do it. That that that's one of those you lose. I'm in the gym right now. Right now, right now. One of my favorite players of all time, Kobe Bryant. It was his second second year in the league. First or second year, anyway. They whenever they went on the playoff, they tried to go on the playoff run, and the time was winding down. Kobe missed four, airballed four straight threes. Wow. Airballed four straight threes. Then they flew back. They lost the game, of course. They lost the series. He flew back. He didn't even go home. He stayed in the gym for an extra, like, four hours or something like that, just shooting those same shots. So it's one of those things that you can dwell on it, but it has to be dwelled on the right way, man. You have, those losses have to be turned into something and that motivation to keep you to win. At year what in Kobe's career did they stop chanting, air ball? Second year in the, second year in the, uh, the league, you're going to hear the chants. At what number is he solidified to where if he airballs it, you're like, well, it's Kobe, man. First of all, mini-fro Kobe is 
all things are all the way things are done away with. Mini Fro Kobe is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So anything outside of that, as long as he had that and what he was doing, you'll forget those air balls real quick. I got you. I got you. I, I, I cannot disagree with that. Now the next one is the big fight guard that it's. I, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. A fight that I've been really, really looking forward to. Now this is a pretty stacked fight card. And I want to make sure that we dedicate the right time to that fight. You know? And that's why we're starting at the perfect timing. We're, we're, we're 45 minutes into our show. Perfect. So it's just a great time that we're talking about this. And this is why I'm glad that no matter what I'm done, doing, no matter how drunk I am this weekend, I know I'm going to make sure I'm going to have to sit down. I'm going to watch most of these fights, but this Mikey Garcia, Adrian Broner fight, this... You should fight this. You should watch this fight twice. You should once obliterate it and once sober. Oh, I'm about to. No, that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm do. I'm not bringing my notepad. I'm not bringing anything. When I come back on Sunday or Monday, whenever I do make it back, that's when I'm going to dedicate my time to actually breaking down what I've seen on this. How, how do you feel? Let's just go. Let's just go into it. I have I have nothing but instincts on this. Well, I'm a fan of boners. My boners, um, not necessarily Adrian. That's a that's kind of a problem to me. Um, I, still, I like your play on words. Right, you like that. I see what you did Mikey there. Garcia is one of these guys who I've always felt is, is super elite, super skilled fighter. He is. His career had a small hiatus in it, but since he started back, he's been on the right track, right program. And looking towards, good doing it. And, and looking good doing it. towards these bigger divisions where the bigger money is. He's he's got he's one of the top candidates for knockout of the year. He that is, he did on uh, the teaching. Him. Yeah, he's still number one in my book right now. Now, Adrian Broner is... I want to say we'll we're gonna hold off on this one too before we say it as an official title. But he has started to become one of those guys that you know his his skill and career is not matching his legacy because the last thing I I feel like you want to be is like I like that you know just I kinda, like what you said there man you've been hanging around me too much that was articulate you sounded smart like you actually knew what you was look, talking about you only think that because the ladies love me so much too <laughs> but it has nothing to do with what I just said because. If Adrian Broner, if, if, if Boner pulls off the win, everybody will be shocked. But then there's a part of you that's going to be like, where the F have you been? This is what we've been expecting. I think us, period. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple people. There's the people who won't be shocked at Adrian Broner winning are people like us who are actually fans and know this sport. And then the people who are just Adrian Broner fans, they just like him because Mikey Garcia is 36 and 0 with 30 knockouts and he's not a household name. No, not. I love Mikey Garcia. Opted to do the US Olympic team, not Mexico. Um, he still comes out with the, the cowboy hat. The, the, the cowboy hat or whatever, and that's fine. Marketing, that's just what it is. You're in California. But have you ever seen Boner this series? No. No. And what I love about what I love about it is he's 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 not even talking like Adrian Broner. He's no. talking. He's not even talking he about about beans. He's talking about the, the problem. He knows it, and I have never seen him so in tuned. And his look, his body is chiseled. He is ready. He yeah. is super. He knows how dangerous Mikey Garcia is. And he's not even talking. He's not even talking about. It. He's just like, I'm just gonna go in there and work. Even with the the Sean Porter fight, he was like, you know, I'm gonna be on silence. I'm not gonna talk. Even then. You saw him act in his normal way, even when he was out in public. Um, I remember he had one moment where he had one of his one of his boys from the hood basically uh, speaking at his press conference for him. Yeah. And I remember when he said, "Oh, excuse me, what's this word?" And he was like the N word or something. He had uh, Boner say, "You know, he's still playing games. He he didn't take it as serious because he just felt like, oh, this is an easy win for me." But when you see Mikey Garcia as the name next to you as your opponent, you gotta know and feel what this man brings to the table. But at the same time, we know what Boner has. And now are we going to actually see it? So, well, one thing before you go there. Who do you have winning this fight? I, man, leading up to this fight, leading up to today, instinctively, I've always said Spit it out, spit it out, spit it out, spit it out. Who do you I, have winning this fight? I got Mikey Garcia. I got to go with the safe pick on this one. I got Mikey Garcia, too. I'll be in Vegas. I'm putting money on Adrian Broner. Nice. I'm putting money on Adrian Broner because, one, 
he is one of those he is one of those athletes where it's just like where is this and I know you have it in you we've always talked about it and especially after this past fight with uh, Chavez Jr. as far as we're talking about who has the most unfulfilled potential Adrian Broner was right there Adrian Broner's number one yeah. as far as the best overall boxer in the game now which he could be if he wanted to like it'd be one of those things where if Adrian Broner was the Adrian Broner that he could be if be. we're talking about him and Terrence Crawford I don't know I don't know as far as if Adrian Broner goes, if Adrian Broner does his job, though. But I think Adrian Broner is taking a lot of things personal because everybody's just writing him off. It's just like he's, you know, the inside. Vegas odds has Mikey Garcia ahead. I just looked at the odds. $100 to get you $250 on Adrian Broner. You know, $100 to get you $140 for for Mikey Garcia. Even when he fought Sean Porter, he was still the slight favorite. Um, I thought I, I kind of saw Sean Porter just outworking him on that yeah, one, but he, exactly. Broner was still the favorite. Adrian Granados almost got almost snuck out of there. Now Adrian Broner boxed a couple of rounds outside of that, and then that would show you that would separate him. He's going to have to do a lot more boxing this one, and I hope that he is because this is. I can see this fight. He needs to do punches I can see, and bunches, man. He needs to overwhelm Marky Garcia, especially in these early rounds. If both these guys live up to their do their potential, not even live up, if they do their potential, this is better than Ward Kovalev. And this is also better than uh, this could still this, fight of the year. This could still fight of the year from Klitschko, Klitschko and Joshua. Yep. So this we is what this is what I have. September. Yet. We ha- we haven't. We ha- we're still in July right here, baby. We still in July, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, look at me. It's beautiful, baby. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I'm really looking forward to this fight. Like as far as anything that's not been pay per view or has not been highly touted as a name, the. When the they, mag, the magnitude of this is waiting for just like we were waiting for Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. Yes. This is that on steroids to yes. me. So yeah, and this be, and one of the fighters ain't even undefeated. That's no, what's crazy, that's about, crazy it too. about this too. Yeah. The minute they announced this fight, I've been just really really hyped about it because I I've had this feeling that that Bono was gonna take it more serious, and I believe that when this fight got made, he knew what he was really getting into. Now Mikey Garcia should be the betting favorite on this, but. Style-wise, this is fight of the year all over it, and just on paper, the odds should go to Bona first because he's a faster starter, throws more punches per round. He's fought bigger opponents. Way bigger, bigger opponents. and better, better opponents. So Mikey Garcia power should not really affect him being in the rings with guys like Medina and Sean Porter. Exactly. But Mikey Garcia is the chosen one. Like, he's the only guy that people think could hang with Lomachenko or could hang with Crawford, but nobody sees him beating these two. But now when this fight comes up, got you thinking. So whoever wins this fight is going to catapult him. That's right. It's going to catapult him. Now, the funny thing about to me, now, I could be wrong, and we're going to see, we're going to see how boxing, how, how the boxing circuits and the boxing gods treats these fighters afterwards. I think Broner still has a good career if he loses. Oh, he's, I see, he's entertainment I see, regardless. Yeah, he's man. entertainment regardless. But I see Mikey Garcia, it's going to be harder for him to work to get back to this status right here if he loses. We're not sure how he can handle something like this mentally, okay? Um, just because he's always kind of been in the limelight, trained by his brother who was a former champion. He's out there in Oxnard at the Garcia gym, a highly, highly... A, a, a very big gym with a high caliber and high expectation from any fighter that's going through, that's coming through that gym itself. Um, this is a stacked fight card, though. We'll, we'll spend a little bit more time on Garcia and Boner, but let's talk about the rest of this fight card before we run out of time. Um, Jarrell Baby, Big Baby Miller versus Gerald Washington. This is a good matchup. Jarrell Miller is he's uh, the the loudmouth. Uh, he reminds me of Oliver Miller. If you remember Oliver Miller from, yeah, of course from the I center do. for the Phoenix Suns, right? Yeah. You look at the guy, you're like, how are you, how are you a center? You, you literally got a gut on you. 18 and 0, 16 knockouts, baby. Powerful. That's what power does to you. That's what power does, baby. Yeah, that's what I say to the ladies when I leave them. That's what power does. <laughs> now, Gerald Washington put on a great performance against Deontay Wilder before he got caught and knocked out. Jarrell Miller wants that Deontay Wilder performance that type of fight so he could become the next guy so i want to see what he's going to do against a very smart guy like gerald washington kind of like you kind of like you just said with jerrell miller and deontay wilder man it's it's easier no i'm not even gonna say it's easier when you have that power it lacks up for so much for boxing technique and boxing skills because you've seen where 
Deontay Wilder is just really wild. Instant knockout. Instant, instant knockout, knockout power. power. So, and that's something you got to be fearful for 10 to 12 rounds, yeah, man. Because all takes so if you one. Got, 36, I get 36 minutes to decide whether how I'm going to crush your skull in, man. So it's... <laughs> that's when you got to tell guys, you, you know I just need one, right? And that's, what goes one. In, and that's what goes into what's scary, too. So we're going to see how Gerald Washington handles this. I mean, his only losses to Deontay Wilder, you got knocked out. So this should... And I would say as far as power, that may be the cream of the crop as far as overall well, boxing. Jarrell Miller's got that the heavy hand power to where he can beat you down and make you quit and fall. Just not that one-punch knockout power that uh, Deontay Wilder is blessed with. So this is a good test for Miller. I want to see what he's made up because he's got a loud mouth. I still wanted to see him versus uh, Luis Ortiz first. I think that as far as body style, that would have been it, it, two big buff butter bean, like uh, out of the shape. Battle he- of Kongs. Yeah, it, it, you're right. right. You're right, man. That's, That's right. literally the Battle of Kongs, man. So I would have liked to see that, but you know, hey. I feel like that should like be a YouTube fight, back. right? That should be a YouTube fight with like a backyard him, fight. Right? There you go. There you go. Back, hey, like that Russian fight we just put on. <laughs> yeah. The classy Russian bare knuckle right? fight that we that's put up. I'm man, that's another about. thing that we got. That's man, it. Make sure you guys check on Facebook. I know we have we have our Twitter and you guys interact with us on there. You we have Instagram, you guys in there. But Facebook is really where we're we're at a lot of the times, man. And we're always putting up really great articles and, and whatever. Great you know, videos, entertainment, like I don't like world star knockouts because a, half of them are going to be sucker punches. Yeah. You know, so I, I can't really credit you when you knock somebody out that wasn't ready for it. Um, if you knock someone out in the middle of a melee, a little bit more credit. So when when I got to see those Russian guys, I mean, the only thing that thing was missing was a burning trash can and people above in the cement throwing dollars down because that's the type type of fight that was. And pit bulls and guys right? in masks with chains like that. Keep them in, keep them in the fight everybody in line. Yeah, that's right. Got the got the dogs. Look, if you go too far out the boundary, you're gonna get chewed up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now next on there is an up and comer, Mr. Jamel Herring versus Alejandro Luna. Would you call Jamel Herring an up and comer? Um, I know he was a top. He was a prospect. He has should only have one loss, I believe. Is that correct? And I want to say his one loss is to. I want to say Tevin Farmer, but I nope. think I'm wrong. Who's? You know it too. Who's that? I give up. Dennis Shafakov. That's who. That's who we talked about. Uh, Dennis Shafakov, who just took a loss, which I'm mad because I took him. Over over Bunny? No, was it, was it, was it Bunny? Over, yeah, yeah, it was over Bunny. Not yeah. an easy Robert win for Bunny. Wasn't that, not an easy win at all. So we're talking about uh, U.S. Olympian. So you guys heard about him? Dennis yeah. Shafikov. He fought him in July. It's, it's been a year. July last year. Jamal here, he was Olympian. Was this the guy who's also in the military? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was him. So. As an American, I don't know if I could root against this. So guy. you know what I just found out, or not even just found out that I um that I just saw because I'm friends with a there's a local female boxer out here who's an Olympian, uh, Queen Underwood, mm-hmm. which we've talked we've talked about. We put up a couple of articles and then we're gonna get her in an interview as soon as we uh, straighten some things out. But uh, she was on that same uh, USA boxing team with uh, Jamel Herring, but also the same US. Olympic boxing team is Clarissa Shields too, so it was it was a pretty stacked fight, and they had a couple other cats in there too. Um, See, and, and those are. Fact, I, it was I would like to talk there. to her, especially about like, okay, we know how you guys are going to prepare for fights, but let's talk about some closed door sparring between maybe you and a Jamel Herring or Clarissa Shields and one of the brothers in there, because we know there's got to be stories out there of dudes kind of getting in there with the ladies. They might start off going a little easy because it's a female, just like when Clarissa Shields and Cyborg fought. Yeah, it's one of those things like, hey, this is young, this is young, this is young woman up and comer. I don't want to hurt her. And then she got popped. She's like, oh hell no, we got to handle this. So I like to hear those stories. Um, Alejandro Luna, this is really a fight for Jamel Harry to get his props and try to stay on that prospect road to get where he wants to be, and possibly become a headliner and no longer a preliminary a preliminary fighter. You got it? You got the words down? Preliminary. Unique New York. Unique New York. Yeah, you didn't do that before your fight. Now let's talk about... Oh, so that's who it was. It was uh, Cam F. Awesome who was on there. So I don't know if you remember... MF Doom? What? No, no, no. He changed this guy, another boxer. He changed his name. I forgot what his real name is. His name. He changed his name to Cam F. Awesome. He is the guy who... Better than Ocho Cinco. He claims to be the Taylor Swift of boxing. He is a heavyweight. Probably like literally the best interviews I've ever heard. He's 
he said, uh, hmm, okay. he's like, I came in there, did my thing, you know, cardio on a thousand. So he can, no, literally, he's like, you know, my boxing is a mix between Taylor Swift and it was very entertaining, man. Had me dying though too. So Clarissa well, you better not win the title because Kanye might come up and snatch it out of your hands if you do. And that's that would be the best night for me personally because then it just gives me more hate to fuel the fire. Now, Jamal Charlo is also on this card. Now, everybody knows, it's not that I, I don't like the Charlos. It's not that I I want to see them dead or anything, but I would prefer for them <laughs> not to be living. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, just, it's all funny games. It's all good. But I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. And it doesn't mean you can't make me a fan. Not at all. But I would like to see these guys get tested because I feel like I've been watching them a lot and when you start talking, then I want to see you get tested, especially. Did we cover it? I'm, we talked about the pitch. other two. Okay, earlier. I was like, okay, why am I feel, why am I feeling off? Hey, that's racist. You need to stop right now. Now, granted, you're going to start it. Granted, these two do look exactly alike. They are twins. And their their names are only different, <laughs> only difference by one letter. But he's not helping out because they're breaking even here with a Jorge Heland. Now I'm not. I don't know if this dude. It's got to be a, someone of Latin descent by the first name, but Helen to me sounds like somebody that might be Nordic, or I'm picturing some kind of Viking. And this is for supposed to be interim belt, and I believe he's moving up in weight to 160 officially. How do you feel about this matchup? Over there, texting. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly was, how you it, feel. I got. I'm trying to set stuff up for Vegas tomorrow, man. I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to be. Jorge Helen, let's let's talk about this dude here because I don't think anybody else pretty much is until this fight got signed. And it's one thing you when you want to navigate your fighters on the right path for success. You got to make sure you get them the right amount of rounds and the right competition so when they do face that top level, they're not exposed by a level of class. Because class will tell over, over time. time. So we got Jorge Helian coming in at 29-4 and four with 16 knockouts, man. Anybody with ring experience, you got to be... They, you got to be wary of. So uh, Jamal, Jamal Charlo, he looked really dominant in his last fight. Who did he I, fight? He knocked out somebody. Julian Williams. Right. Yeah. And that was Julian Williams trying to overwhelm him. Yeah. And then he just caught him. He just stayed uh, nice in the pocket and then ended up catching him. I, yeah. I want to say it was a straight right. I, it was to, a good win for, for – I'll give Charlo that one. It was a good win for him because Julian was is, is a good up-and-coming fighter, good test for him. And they, they were talking a lot. Leading up to the fight, and he handled it right. Um, but who's this Jorge? Is H silent on this one, dude? Nah, Heeland. Highland, Highland, Heeland. Highland? Yeah. What's so his we, record? Just like I said, he's 29 and 4 with 16 knockouts. And so Jamel Charlo is the one you were probably talking about. He's 25 and 0. But the thing is, uh, Angel Hernandez, he was another uh, guy he got a TKO against. He doesn't have too many names Other on here. Names? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, a lot of tourists in Vegas and okay. and Rios and Ooh. stuff like that. So it's like, but still, he's seen probably seen everything under the sun. So I think uh, Jamal should get this victory. And hold on, I want to double fight in, uh, in middleweight. I was just about to say yeah. that. Yeah, so this is his first fight that's moving up in middleweight. Yeah, so we're gonna see. And who's in the one sixty division? We got the top dogs fighting it out. It's man, one sixty. You already know about that middleweight division. So the one sixty division. You got we already everybody. Know the top dogs. Yeah, we know uh, Triple G. You got Billy Joe Saunders, which we've actually covered. David Lemieux, Daniel Jacobs. Um, you know, of course, Canelo Alvarez. Now, I would like to see him fight a Daniel Jacobs because I don't think he can get past that guy. Um, David nah. Lemieux would be a good test he sh that he could win. Um, Billy Joe would be a tough one for him, too. But there's some good names at 160, and I want to see. Sergey Derevchenko, we've talked about him, That's though. Right. Uh, Toronto Johnson. But. Um, Still. Willie Monroe Jr. So, I mean, I think he picked a good opponent to fight somebody who's dangerous, but somebody he should be able to beat as far as your first at 160 to be able yeah, to get and, up to that weight. You're going to have to see how you feel at these bigger weights. And it's easy to be like, it's it's only six pounds. It's only six pounds. Yeah, at the night of the weigh-in, yeah. it's only six pounds. <laughs> but you see fighters that have blown up 20 pounds overnight, too, in that weight carry. You saw what, you saw what Daniel Jacobs did. Yeah. 
dude the, came in as a damn near a cruiserweight. Yeah. Well, he came in at question mark. They didn't even disclose his weight. I, I told you. He almost told stole you. the win that night. Possibly did, and just didn't get it. So we'll see. This is the stacked fight card. A good fight card that I'm excited for because I want to see this Mikey Garcia and Adrian Boner fight. I hope everybody else is as hyped about it as I am because the next thing after that is going to be 52 days, 2 hours, and 14 minutes away. And that's going to be the next big event that we really want to watch, and that's the Triple G Canelo. And then for everybody else, you know, we got 31 days, 2 hours, and 14 minutes until the hype show starts, um, which is... It's, I guess it's good as far as for entertainment in between, but at the same time, it's overshadowing the fact that Miguel Cole was fighting that night, too. Hey, yeah, that's really... We have not touched on that, too. All we we have been doing the play-by-play. Is that a sign week. to retire right there? No. When you, when you used to be the... When you were the third biggest pay-per-view draw, and then you're and fighting his, on a night, and it's just nah, whatever. Nah, it's not, it's not him. Mayweather, he's... He's strong-armed anything when it comes to boxing, man. He just yeah. has that polarizing power, and he's a huge figure in the boxing. He's a sta- he's a staple. He's a pillar in the boxing community, so that's just going to take precedence over everything. He's like a cartel baby snatcher. Because the is. thing is, we still got that, and they're barely touching on Triple G and Canelo, even barely. though that's farther out. Barely. So, Man, and the only thing is, well, we can't have a translator for Triple G and Canelo for them to talk as much smack to each other. Um, you know, face-to-face, like with, with uh, Mayweather McGregor, because those are two personalities versus two ring personalities. Um, Triple G and Canelo is still probably, to me, the biggest fight this year, at least until we'll see what happens on Saturday. So my final pick is definitely going to be Mikey Garcia. And people ask me all the time, who do you think is going to win the fight? I'm going to give you two answers. I'll tell you who I think is going to win and then who I would bet my money on. Exactly. Two separate things. Now, my man Shooter says he may put 100 bucks, you know, down on Boner. Or he might follow his boner and put 100 bucks somewhere else. Who knows? We'll see how that night goes in Vegas. Or maybe we won't if they're living up to the motto. This is the sweet science. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Or talk a little smack and troll us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. I'm already feeling like I'm ready to win, baby. I'm on my way to the top. How do we win? What's the keys to victory? Man, always remember this is where we go out on, man. Success is never owned. It is rented, and that rent is due every day. Man, that's a powerful, powerful quote. Who, who, do you know who originally wrote that quote? Nah, I don't. I really don't want to get into I, it. I want to go into it because I want to take it from him. You know what I'm saying? I, wanna, nah, I think it's just a straight straw guard jacket, man, you know and put it on like, a t-shirt. Quote formally from. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> you know quote man? formally known as. Yeah. Quote, yeah, formally known as, because we're going to be the ones to let everybody know. Success is rented, not owned. And the rents due daily. I'm loving that one. I'm loving that right now because when t- someone talks smack to me, I'm like, hey, rents due. Hey. Rents due, brother. Collection. Right Collection. Right here. We ride here. That's right. Make sure you hit us up and don't forget to download the app available in Google Play and iTunes. You see we're back, baby. PNW's number one boxing podcast. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell your family. And we will see you here next week.